What is going on, family? What is going on? It is I, it is me, brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality. What is going on, family? Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. As I always say every week, thank you for coming through. But this week, we got something special for you. But first, let me um, let me uh, shout out everyone. A uh, big shout out to our day ones, our new listeners, our erratic listeners. IG models, BBWs, ballers, shot callers, players, pimps, nine to fivers, creatives, entrepreneurs, rappers, singers, managers, producers, strippers, waiters, bus drivers, Uber and Lyft drivers, cab drivers. I mean, everybody, man. Everybody that's out there doing what they had to do to survive on this, on this, in, in this crazy world, on this crazy planet. Um, just wanted to shout y'all out, man. I, I just wanted to make sure I, I, I shouted out everyone. If I miss something or if I miss somebody, please let me know. Um, I will shout you out on the next episode. I think that this is something that I'm going to do. Start doing every episode, start shouting out people. You know what I mean? Um, I got something special in store for y'all, man. Um, big, big shout out to Marcus Charles. Marcus Charles is about to drop a, um, a single called Public Enemy Number One on January 17th. Make sure y'all check that out. Um, I'm about to play it on the show right now for y'all. Um, he was he was kind enough to to send me an exclusive, um, and he basically gave me an exclusive listen on a new track. Um, I, he 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 posted a a, a video on IG um, saying that if you want this video and joy to come out, show me that um you 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 want to hear it. And I heard the, the snippet that I heard, I thought the song was amazing. I told him, yo, keep up the great work. And um, we're watching you. We paying, uh, we paying attention. The platform's paying attention. And he shot me an email. He said, yo, I sent you the joint. Got the joint. Listened to the whole song. I was like, beloved, do you think I could play this on the show? Do you think I could give this to the people? And he was like, yo, it's all you, man. It's on you. So... We're about to get into this joint right now called Public Enemy by Public Enemy Number One by one of Rock, one of the Rockland Ten, Marcus Charles. So we're gonna get into the joint and then we'll be right back, family. If I die, tell the world that I tried. Pumping blood inside my pen just to feel alive. I'm as sober as a newborn who just opened eyes Every line my first breath, there's no better high All these rappers off the drugs, they rap better high And a white man in a suit, make sure he televises And me be the one to broaden the horizons Can't you see we bleeding on these red carpets Red roses, blue violets, green palette It's a new flight, but new heights are always uncharted Father created a star and named the Marcus Mother created the moon to light the darkness Brother showed no compassion when Marcus was acting heartless Activate my emotions, salary my devotion Overflowing with passion, crying cause I feel stagnant These waterworks coming waves and it set me in motion I can't catch a break I'm running against the grain Feels like the whole world is at my neck How much can I take? 
living like public enemy number one Look inside this crystal ball and see what I've been through Can't predict the future, only time will tell the real you Seems like when I see the real, I never do like what I see Nowadays I see the worst in everybody I can feel the people closest to me losing faith I might end up on the street if I don't boost my race I done made a few bad moves, I know, I know But you can never tell me I don't grow and that's for sure They try to catch me at an angle but I send them straight I should do them how they do me but I hesitate Never did nothing to them but be great in they face Swear they love to hate, I can't catch a break Back to the drawing board, vision hyper realistic If only the nuances and minutia were simplistic If only I could do whatever without shorty tripping If only I had a dollar for every bad opinion I can't catch a break Okay, family, I hope you really enjoyed Public Enemy Number 1 by Marcus Charles. Again, he'll be dropping that and a video, I believe, on January 17th. So please be sure to check it out. That young man is super talented. Every, every I'm going to speak for myself. Every time I heard a new joint from him, it elevated um, his artistry. And when I see that in an artist, I, I absolutely have to give kudos. I have to give flowers. So big shout out to Marcus Charles. Thank you for... Um, sending us that joint man i'm hoping that us uh premiering premiering it on the platform might introduce you to um might introduce you to some new new people that never heard your music before and now they heard this joint um <clears throat> they're gonna they're gonna tune in so make sure you check out marcus charles man the kid is super talented um it's at marcus charles m-a-r-c-u-s-c-h-a-r-l-e-s the kid is super talented you just heard the joint public enemy number one um that's probably up there with another one of my favorite joints from him um i won't let you down um he's got so so many joints um make sure to check out his uh last project called 25 percent um and i believe he's working on something new right now so the kid is super talented big shout out to marcus charles and another thing i wanted to say was um any other artists that want us to play a joint an exclusive joint on the platform Please reach out to me, yo. I'm more than happy to premiere you on our platform. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that we are the platform to get your joint heard by the masses, but um, we do have a good group of listeners, and I'm always working on getting more listeners. And um, I wanted to try something new this year, and Marcus Charles set it off by giving us public enemy number one that you just heard. And um, I'm hoping that you artists... If you got exclusive joints, or even if you got Lucy's in the vault that no one ever heard, send it to us, man. We'll play it, man. Especially if I'm feeling it, I'm going to play it straight like that, as you just heard with the Marcus Charles joint. So um, I hope you truly enjoyed that. Um, big shout out to everybody, man. Everyone on the Rockland 10, keep doing your thing, man. If you're on the Rockland 10 and you listening to us right now, like I said, man, send me your joints, man. I'm, I have... No problem playing them on the platform. Like I said, this platform is for the creatives and the um, entrepreneurs, and um, this is what we're about, man. So if you if you're trying to if you're trying to get a joint on the platform, send it to me. You can shoot it to my email, um, or you know what, DM me first, and then I'll shoot my email. I'm not gonna put my email through the streaming waves right now because I'll probably get trolls and all that. So um, 
shoot me an email. I mean, shoot me and hit me up in the DM at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's the Blast Podcast on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. We link. Tell me you want to send me a joint. I'll give you my email. You send me the joint. If I'm feeling it, I'll let you know, like, right away. You could ask Marcus Charles if you know. If you know the brother, reach out to him. Ask him. Tell him how quickly it was that I got back to him and asked him if I could premiere it on the show. And he 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 great. He gave me his blessings, and I did what I had to do. So um, enough of that. Um, damn. Uh, let me see if I can find something to eat. I'll be right back. Culture wings. If you're looking for flavorful wings in the Rockland County, New York area, we've got the place for you. Give them a follow on Instagram at FTC Wings. Again, that's at FTC underscore W-I-N-G-Z. Place your order in the DMs or give them a call at 845-200-1600. Free delivery to those who are in the Havistraw and West Havistraw area. Please be sure to vote weekly on their Instagram page for the sauce of the week. Thai chili, honey barbecue, Cajun, lemon pepper, and garlic parm are the weekly wing flavors. Eight piece for $7, eight piece combo for $10. 16 piece for $14, 16 piece combo for $17. 24 piece for $21, 24 piece combo for $24. An order of fries is $3, loaded fries for $5. Mozzarella sticks are also an option. Eight for $5, 16 for $10. Beverages are all $1, which includes Coke, Sprite, and water. They have catering options as well. Please be sure to use the Blast Podcast promo code to get a free order of fries. Orders are taken only on Sundays from 12 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. These wings sell out fast, so don't miss out on the opportunity to taste the best wings in Rockland County, New York. Remember the name, Culture Wings. Okay, family, we are back. Um, Just wanted to mention... Some things about uh, a few albums that uh, released this weekend on, I would say, Friday. Um, for Well, no. The first album that I'm going to mention, I think it actually released um, on New Year's. I'm not sure. Um, I think it dropped in 2020. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this. But it's uh, Rock Marcy's album, Marcy Alago. Um, very good album. Very, very good MC, Rock Marcy. I'm, I've been a, I've been a fan of his art since he was um, picked up by Flip Mode. Um, Buster Rhymes had um, put him down with Flip Mode, and he had a verse. I'm not I don't remember which song it was. It was one of their songs where all of them were on there, and they would just you know get on the beat and just kill it. And Rock Marcy, I believe he was called Rock Marciano at the time, and um, he got on the verse and he killed it. His flow was crazy, so. To see him still doing his thing from then and still dropping consistent great music, it was it's only right that I, I mentioned um, his album on here. Um, once again, that's uh, Marcy Alago, dope album, Rock Marcy. He, I, I, I don't know what more to say about it. I might even give it um, a stamp. So look out for that um, DSP seal of approval series. For sure. Um, always check out our IGTV on the Blast Podcast IG page. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And another album I wanted to mention um, is Uncle Murder. Don't Come Outside Volume 2. Great album, man. Uh, it's basically that street block project hip hop. You know what I mean? Everyday life in that paradigm. And basically that's what he's discussing on it. Um and that his his hit his hit single that he had buzz, buzzing during the um <clears throat> during like towards the end of last year, the, the it hit difference on there too. So it's a good it's a good project. Big shout out to Uncle Murder and also big shout out to Rock Marcy um for putting out two great projects to begin the year of two thousand twenty. Um, it's usually a tough time for me around this time of year because I'm trying to find new music to listen to and usually artists don't drop anything. So to have Uncle Murder and, and Rock Marcy drop something in the beginning of the year, that was golden. Gotta love that. Um, yeah, I wanted to try to do something different this time around because the last few 
episodes, I ended off on a real, real serious note. So I wanted to start off on a serious note. Um, first and foremost, I wanted to say rest in peace to Weeby. Um, Weeby is a Fifth Ward hip hop legend, Fifth Ward in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Uh, he died during uh, heart surgery. Um, his real name is uh, Jerome Cozy. Did it, he died at 42 years old. Uh, both Master P and the New Orleans Mayor Latoya, Latoya Cantrell reacted and had nothing but positive things to say about the MC. And you still see a few MCs from New Orleans um, right now still posting about Weeby. I'm sending out their condolences to the family. Um, I know about uh, New Orleans hip hop, so I knew about Weeby and his contributions to hip hop for New Orleans. And um, to see, to hear him die at such a young age, he was only 42 and he died um, during heart surgery. He was basically, basically he was trying to do the right thing and, um, you know, trying to um, do what he had to do to, to stay around a little longer, but you know, he was called. He was called to another another side. So <clears throat> my condolences to um, Weeby and his, Weeby's family and um, rest in peace to uh, Weeby. Um, another another thing on another serious note, um, the Australian uh, the Australian wildfires, man. Um, Enormous mega fire engulfed about 1.5 million acres of land. Uh, fires, fires threatened some Australian towns that already burned once, and some endangered species are in danger of being extinct due to the fires. I mean, I've I've looked at uh, I've looked at photos. I've been reading reports on it. Man, let me tell you, uh, it's scary. Like you guys heard it before when um. The wildfires were going on in California, and I have stated before that I'm afraid of natural disasters because there's no stopping it. It stops when it wants to stop. So um, to to see those happen in Australia and see all those animals dying and seeing the people out there risking their lives to actually save these animals was pretty ill, too. So, I mean, whatever you can do, whatever... Um, first and foremost, do your research before you start donating to help certain causes because sometimes it doesn't even go to where it needs to go. So make sure you do your due diligence to uh, figure out who are the proper uh, foundations to uh, donate your money to when it comes to things like this. Um, so that, that's the Australian wildfires. And of course, of course, of course, of course, peace, love and light to the people of Puerto Rico, man. Um they were hit by a devastating earth, devastating earthquakes, um, and a possible tsunami threat is also um, something that's looming over the island of Puerto Rico. Um, it's sad that the U.S. is withholding funds since the hurricanes that 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 shook the island two years ago. The amount that is owed to them is about eighteen billion dollars, and um, they're still trying to plead to Ben Carson that he needs to let that money go. And, you know, they got an agenda, man. And in order for them to, um, in order for them to fulfill this agenda, there's, there's certain things that they have to do. And I guess holding out on, holding $18 billion from Puerto Rico is a plan of something that's about to take place. I'm assuming it's gentrification. I'm not sure. It's just an assumption. Um, I don't know how true that is, but I think there's a gentrification plan in place for the island. And that's why, um, that's why they don't really care what's going on with those people there. And that, it sucks. And that's, that's horrible because some people still don't have any power. So peace, love, and light to, um, the people of Puerto Rico and, and, um, hopefully, uh, any anybody that I know that's Puerto Rican and has family on on the island, I wish them nothing but love and hopefully that no one that I know lost anybody close to them during these earthquakes and this possible tsunami. That's crazy, man. A tsunami hit in Puerto Rico, that's going to be nuts if, if it does happen. I don't want to wish that on the island at all. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to do, I wanted to clarify... 
um, a post I had made on the Blast Podcast Instagram page. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. It was a post that I made about the positions that are that are vacant in the Trump administration during the Iran crisis. If you listened to me last week, um, you heard me mention about um, one of their generals, one of their beloved generals, and and he was killed in the one of the strikes um, in one of the in the strike that I, that uh, the United States um, <clears throat> implemented on Iran, and. Um, one of the most beloved generals got murdered, and right now the justification that the Trump administration is using is that he was he they funded terrorists and he was in, he was complicit in few terrorist attacks on the United States, and it, it it was it was bad. It was looking really really bad. And what I had found on one of the um, news outlets that I follow on um, on Instagram is that. There, all these positions that are vacant are very important positions between uh, military intelligence and the president. Um, positions like uh, director of national intelligence, deputy director of national intelligence, secretary of homeland security, deputy secre secretary of homeland security, um, under secretary of state. <clears throat> for arms control and international security, under secretary of defense for personnel and readiness, secretary of the Navy, director of ICE, director of citizenship and immigration services. So basically, without these positions filled, it's basically the decision is made, is basically left to military and then at the end of the day, president. So what happens is when the military has their own agenda, which is usually a thing, um, all those people that, you, all those positions you heard me mention, um, a lot of those people filter a lot of the personal, um, nonsense or, um, agenda, uh, agenda fulfilling, um, motives behind anything political, like, especially with foreign relations, um, when you're dealing with foreign relations, you're dealing with other countries, especially now and, and with 45 in office, a lot of countries, and particularly in Western Asia and Northeast Africa, um, misnomer the Middle East, um, they're not feeling the United States and they're not feeling their presence in that region. So especially after this attack, um, they, they're not filling the United States. So to, to have those positions not filled, it's kind of scary because who is filtering the, the agendas of the military and, and the president and number 45? Because right now, 45 is in hot water. So 45 is going to do what he has to do to stay out of hot water. Because um, like I said, the, during the impeachment episode, he's not quite out of the office yet. He still has to go through trial. So now, <clears throat> excuse me, what he has to do is appease uh, some of the, I guess, some of the people in the Senate, because I guess that's where he has to go and do his impeachment um, trial. So from what I'm hearing, this is from reports that I've read, there was about three Republican um, Senate senators, I believe they're senators, I'm not sure, don't quote me, but there was about three of them and they were Republican and they are very vital to his impeachment case. So I believe that these three senators had an agenda that they had to fulfill in the misnomered Middle East. So what they did was got the guy from Iran, the most beloved general in Iran, out of there because he must have known something. He must have been a piece of peace in, in the misnomered Middle East that knew a lot about the United States and what they were up to because, once, like I've stated in the last episode, he's worked with them. Same, same, same as Saddam and also the same as um, Gaddafi. Two guys that worked with the United States and in the end started, in the end got murdered by the United States. So it's... To see those positions not being filled, and obviously they're not rushing to fill them, 
um, it, it said a lot to me because I was like, wait a minute, look at out, look at all those positions that are vacant in the midst of all this. Um, uh, it, it seems like Iran is going to be the leading country to try and remove um, the United States and the United States influence from that region of the world. And um, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, a lot of people were joking about um, World War Three and this, that, and the third. But you really got people's um, children. Um, you have children's parents. You got brothers and sisters, aunts, aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews. Like the, they're they're about to go out there and they're about to put their lives on the line for this country. Um, and it sucks that it's for a guy like number forty-five that a lot of these people may just end up sacrificing their life. So this is why I didn't really part participate in the World War Three jokes because I know how serious it is. I know. I have friends that were in the military. I have friends that lost their lives in the military. You know what I mean? I have friends that their lives changed. And I'm not talking about for the good because of the military. So I don't really joke around with, with, with that. I don't joke around with war because I know how serious it is. I know how serious it can be. And, you know, I've heard stories. So um, I didn't really joke around with the World War Three thing. But I just wanted to clarify that post I had made about 45 and those those positions that were vacant under 45 because, like I said, those positions are like filters between the uh, commander-in-chief and the military and the heads of military. And all those positions are vacant. So a lot of, the, like I said, a lot of this decision-making is left up to the president, his close circle, and the military. And the military could be very illogical when it comes to um, when it comes to them trying to fulfill a particular agenda. Like if they're trying to strong arm, say, a country into doing something they want, the military is not going to think about foreign relations and think about how it makes them look. To them is like if if they look intimidating enough, no one's gonna no one's gonna step to them because they know that the United States is a superpower. So it, it, you need those filters in between the president and the military or the military is going to be very mani manipulative of the president, especially a president like 45, who who will do anything in his mind to appease anybody who can help him um, through this impeachment trial. So it's it's going to be interesting. So I just like I said, I just wanted to cover a few serious things before we got into the. Um, meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, I just wanted to cover like the deaths, the albums, um, you know, of course the, um, the natural disasters that's been taking place. And of course, like I said, I wanted to give some clarity on the positions. Cause I'm sure a lot of y'all were like, okay, um, that's fine. And all that he's missing those positions. What, but what does that mean? Um, He was like, "What does that mean? Why, why, why did he post that? Why is it? Why is that even important?" And um, it's very important because there's no filter, and you know, there's a lot of lives on the line on both sides. You're talking about on Iran side and on the United States side, because, like I said, I don't really joke around with the whole World War Three things. Yeah, it was cool. It was funny while everyone was doing that, but um. It wasn't, it wasn't something I felt I, I need to participate in. I didn't want to use my platform to do that because, like I said, I got friends that were in the military that were affected by whatever war they were a part of or whatever assignment they were a part of that, that you know, made them see how serious um, things in the world is and, um, and are. So that's why I didn't really partake in the jokes. But um, let's go on to the next topic. Um, we're going to stay in the um, entertainment world. Um, first and foremost, um, big shout out to Shaheen, man. Shaheen was signed at a very young age. He was a Wu-Tang affiliate. 
Um, he returned home from a prison bid. He came home from um, a five-year bid, went to prison for a hit-and-run accident that killed a person. Um, he was originally slapped with the 14-year sentence back, back in August 2014. Um, served a manslaughter and guard, a gun charge concurrently. Reports say he will be uh, subject to five years post-release supervision. So big shout-out to um, Shaheen. Good to see him home. I believe he, had, um, he has a family. I believe he has a daughter. So big shout out to Shaheem. Good to see him home. Like I said, um, it's always good to see um, good to see people come home to to a loving family, man. Especially like a guy like Shaheem. I was a fan of his art. Um, he was a he was a strong. He made a strong contribution to hip hop when he was around. When he was um, doing his thing um, in the hip hop scene. So big shout out to Shaheem, man. Um, hey, maybe he might even give us something, man. Hopefully that that would be great. Um, another thing in the, um, another piece of news in the entertainment world, Cardi B invasion of privacy ties record for longest charting female rapper debut album spent 91 weeks on the billboard 200 time with Lauren Hill's miseducation of Lauren Hill. And, um, you know how much I love that album. You've heard, you've heard me on the platform mention that that album is a legendary album. So to see Cardi B, um, match that album's, uh, longevity it's it's a bit it's a great thing but so big shout out to cardi b um the album i listened to the album myself i liked it um so to see it uh be this successful and for it to sell three times platinum huge 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 job for uh cardi b's debut album i uh, can't wait to hear her uh second her sophomore album her sophomore effort hopefully it's um was as good as the uh, first one and from what i from what i from what i've heard i believe it will be um Hopefully she doesn't come off too polished because now she's crossing over. So um, hopefully she still she still gives us that that hip hop that that um, that that encourages ratchetry. <laughs> so big shout out to Cardi B. Um, Trey Songs. The um, I don't know if you guys remembered I had reported um, there was a a sex a sexual assault case on Trey Songs, but the person filed it anonymously. Well, the Jane Doe who filled the $10 million lawsuit against Trey Songs is being admonished by the judge overseeing the case for hiding her identity. On January 2nd, um, she, she filed a lawsuit claiming Songs sexually assaulted her during a New Year's Eve party in Miami in 2018. Uh, lawsuits state that uh, Songs put his hand up her dress and tried to insert his fingers into her vagina during the party. Judge overseeing the case blasted Jane Doe, Jane Doe being the woman that's anonymous, for filing the lawsuit anonymously. Uh, Judge Ungaro gives the plaintiff until January 10th to write a letter to the court explaining why the complaint should not be dismissed. So by the time you hear this episode, because the 10th was Friday, by the time you hear this episode, um, her her letter was due. So I don't know if she put if she put the letter in or not. I'm going to see if I can find that. And let y'all know next week if she did or not. But um, this is sad if it wasn't true and she just thought she can get 10 mil from Trey Songs by saying these things. That's that's nasty. Um, there should be repercussions for that. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if Trey Songs is going to counter Sue because, like I said, I've said it so many times on this platform. When you're dealing with the court system... That's a lot of your time that you can't get back. So when people don't pursue certain things in court, I don't blame them because it's a lot of time and money and resources that you have to use and you can't get them back. So I don't know if, if Trey Songs is going to counter sue or um, just let it go. I just don't like this type of thing, um, period. I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of when... Um, People are trying to take advantage of celebrities, especially when it comes to sexual assault, because when you're talking about sexual assault, this is a real serious topic. And there's enough women out there that don't have people believing their story. Meanwhile, their story is true, you know, and then you have people that I'm not saying this is the case for this Jane Doe, um, but you have situations where nothing happened to the shorty or maybe she was coming on to the guy and the guy wasn't really feeling her like that. Or maybe 
they did something together and afterwards the guy's behavior wasn't ideal. So they start saying sexual assault and I was raped, I was this, I was that. You know, that that kind of hurts the mission of those who actually went through some nasty shit. And to see that, it, it was really sad. But big shout out to that Judge Ungaro who's really basically probably fed up with the with the nonsense with this Jane Doe case. Like, you're trying to sue a man for $10 million for assaulting you and you're still anonymous? You know, it's like I said, it's funny. You can't you can't really um trust a lot of these things that you see these days. So I mean, big shout out to that judge for doing what they do. They didn't dismiss the case. They're giving the <clears throat> the plaintiff an opportunity to um come forth and be like, look, I'm such and such, and yes, he did this to me. So She's, I don't know if the letter was sent or not, but we'll, we'll find out and hopefully I could come back next week and keep y'all uh, posted on that. Um, some more music um, news. Uh, Dame Dash versus Christopher Brown. If you guys remember uh, last week, if you listened to the uh, episode last, uh, last week that was released, um, Christopher Brown, Dame Dash, I had mentioned about um, the, oh, what was her name? I don't remember her name. Um, the sexual assault lawsuit that uh, a, a lady stated that Dame Dash sexually assaulted her. Um, and I, I stated my opinion on that and how I felt about that. Um, I'm not going to discuss that again. But now, that same lawyer was trying to silence Dame Dash. They were trying to give him a gag order um, because they were claiming that the post that Dame Dash was uh, making could influence a jury pool. Um, lawyer loses bid to silence Dame in legal war over control of movie. Brown asked the court for the gag order claiming Dame's post on social media could inf could interfere, um, could could influence, I'm sorry, not interfere, could influence a jury pool. Judge Robert uh, Lerberger declined to rule on whether or not a gag order should be placed on Dash over his repeated attacks on Brown on social media. Dash is at war with Brown and Josh Weber over the movie Dear Frank, alternatively titled uh, The List by Dash. Judge left the door open for a gag order to be imposed if the lawyer can prove his case. So if the lawyer, Christopher Brown that is, can prove that uh, the social media post that Dame Dash um, is making can influence the jury pool, then he'll get the gag order pretty much. Um, so, you, as you can see, things are heating up between this lawyer that Dame Dash is calling a culture vulture and um, the lawyer, Christopher Brown. Um, it's getting pretty serious. Um, if you follow Dame Dash on um, Instagram, you see him going hard. Um, I believe it's Dusko Poppington. Yeah, Dusko Poppington. That's um, Dame Dash's um, Instagram handle. Um, and if, you, if, you, if you've been following him, you can see, you'll see that uh, he's been going hard on um, Christopher Brown and every everyone else that's basically basically he's been fighting for the past couple years. Um, so that that that's going to be interesting to see uh, what else we got here on the entertainment side of things. Martin Lawrence, um, as you know, Martin Lawrence had a, a sitcom called Martin, uh, very successful in the. Um, mid to late 90s um and if you remember how that show ended um one thing i didn't know that martin mentioned in this gq interview because he right now he's on a um he's on a um media well he's basically promoting he's on a promotional run for uh bad boys for life which is the uh, third bad boys movie featuring him and um, will smith and um, he had a GQ interview where he finally addressed um, Tisha Campbell's 1997 sexual harassment lawsuit. Uh, GQ interviewed Lawrence and his falling out with Tisha Campbell was brought up. Um, this is what Martin said verbatim. Uh, Martin said, yeah, because none of that was, was true. It was all a lot of bullshit. According to Lawrence, he and Campbell never spoke about the situation. Um, 
Another quote from Martin verbatim, we don't need to talk about something that just didn't happen. So I just decided to walk away from the show. I just decided to end it. People said that I got canceled, but that wasn't the case. I decided just to, to, just to leave the show. See, that I didn't know. I thought I was one of the people that thought it was canceled listening to rumors back in the day. Um, I didn't know that he just said, you know what, forget it. I'm done with the show. Let's just end it, you know, because of the lawsuit. And I could, I could understand that. I could understand it was actually taking a lot out of Martin Lawrence if you, um, if you were, if you were present when the show was around. If you've seen in the later seasons, you could actually see the stress um, on Martin, and to be accused of something that isn't true, especially something of that level of that magnitude. It'll take a lot out on you, especially if you didn't do anything, you know. So it. It was interesting to see Martin discuss that and see him finally touch on that. It was it was a great it was a great thing to see. So big shout out to uh, Martin Lawrence and Tish Campbell. As you've seen, there's been rumors circulating the internet there that may be a, a Martin reunion, and uh, Martin himself said he sees her every now and then, and when when he sees her, it's all it's all peace and love. So man, hope here's here's to a Martin a Martin reunion because I would love to see that. And it was great to see Martin discuss um, the actual situation with with that whole thing. Um, big shout out to Moneybag Yo. I believe he's from uh, Tennessee. He's the uh, newest signee to Rock Nation. Man, he will be. He just released an album on Friday. It was called Time Served. Um, last September, you know, we reported it. Um, they signed Meg Thee Stallion. Two months later, they signed to Najee, and they also signed West Side Gun and Benedict Butcher. So Moneybag Y.O. is in great company. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Rock Nation does with this talent, man. Um, Rock Nation, basically, when you have them in your corner, you have deal closers. You have resources like no other. So... Big shout out to Moneybag Y.O. for um, getting the deal with uh, with um, Rock Nation, man. So that's a good, that's a big signing for both parties, because Moneybag Y.O. is on is on to come up. So big shout out to him and he for for doing his thing. An again, another thing on the um, music front: Fifty Cent versus French Montana. Um, if you remember, probably the past two weeks they've been being super petty um, with each other back and forth, talking trash about cars and French Montana calling 50 a dinosaur and, uh, you know, basically popping shit to each other, you know, <clears throat> hood shit. And um, it, it went to another level. Um, I believe, I don't know, it went to, I, I think it went to another level after the, the Bugatti talk, after... Basically, I think 50 had said that um, French got an old Bugatti and it basically escalated and the pettiness basically went, basically got legal because what happened was, which I don't like, but I, I get it. It's the energy that was being exuded from both parties. So they're, they're going to, the pettiness is going to take, it's definitely going to go left because not too many people can handle or can can keep up with 50s pettiness. So I guess French thought, let me do this and um, and let's see if he can handle it. And basically what he did was he, he made a pic. He, he pretty much put out a photo of what happened to a character on the TV show Power. And it was basically a spoiler because this was before the show had aired. Um, the pettiness that was taking place between these two individuals has become a legal case. 50 is looking to go at French Montana legally for posting the image of one of the main characters burned to a crisp. Um, and pretty much 50 was like, yo, this is easy work. Um, this is illegal, clearly. You can't do that type of thing, so I'm going to sue him. And um, I've seen some people, um, and of course the comments of the reports that I, I read... Um, that some people were like, oh, 50 just can't handle bullying and this, that, and the third. I was like, uh, well, at the end of the day, um, power is 
a part of his business. So when you attack his business, he's going to do what he has to do um, to protect his business, protect his IP, his intellectual property. And that's what he's doing with um, with French. Um, I just don't know where this is going to go. Um, to me, seeing two grown-ass men act like children on social media only encourages that type of behavior between the youngsters who are paying attention to these individuals. So it's just sad to me. But, I mean, I had to cover that because, like I said, I wanted to voice my opinion on seeing two grown-ass men acting like children on social media and basically having having the world watch them because you're talking about two international stars in 50 Cent and um, French Montana. So to see this, it's it's like, oh, y'all, y'all are nasty. Y'all are grown-ass men. Like, stop acting like kids. I mean, granted, y'all probably feel great or cool doing that, but y'all two grown-ass men acting like 16-year-olds on, on social media. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that that's, that's whatever. Um, let's go on to Lizzo. Lizzo being attacked once again. Um, this time, uh, it sounds more like fear-mongering, weight-shaming, and it's coming from Jillian Michaels. For, for those of you who don't know Jillian Michaels, Jillian Michaels um, is, a, is a physical trainer who um, was on a show called The Biggest Loser. The Biggest Loser was a show where People that were overweight, who were obese, um, did some some questionable things to to lose weight. So this is why a lot of people uh, were really upset with Jillian Michaels and her comments about Lizzo. Um, one 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 uh, statement she had made that really stuck out was, "It isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes." Um, Jillian Michaels appeared on a live Twitter for BuzzFeed News's. Um, called AM to DM. You cannot, this is what she said verbatim, you cannot glorify obesity. It's dangerous, it kills people. Um, Alex Berg, I believe that was the host of the show, suggested that she loves celebrities like Lizzo for preaching self-acceptance um, and allowing people to see different types of bodies being celebrated. Michael's pushed back, of course. Um... She didn't, she didn't like that comment. Um, basically, what she said was, why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? Why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. Uh, the clip was posted to Twitter where followers started speaking out against Michaels, calling her words incredibly gross and pointing out the irony of her statement considering her work on The Biggest Loser. So... Remember, you just heard me mention The Biggest Loser and some of the questionable shit that they were having the contestants do to actually lose weight. So to hear her say this about Lizzo. And again, this I mentioned um, a previous attack on her um, from Dr. Boyce Watkins. And he was saying the only reason why she was popular was because of the obesity epidemic. And I didn't like that. Because I was like, why are you sliding her for her music? Because a lot of people like her because of her music. She became popular because of her music and her message. And I don't think her message is like, hey, get fat and um, be like me. I don't think that's her message. I think her message is accept who you are. And if you want to make changes, make those changes. But first... Love yourself. Don't shame yourself into losing weight because you won't be able to. This is me personally speaking. Don't shame yourself into losing weight because after a while, you're not going to give a fuck anymore. And that's just a fact. You're not going to. Um, you're not going to. Continue. You're not going to be consistent. You're not going to go out your way to eat right. You're not going to go out your way to work out. You're not going to go out your way to do the right things you need to do to get to where you want to be. Um, um, so I think her thing is more or less 
self-love. And a lot of people are misconstruing her message. And you have a lot of these people that are fear mongerers when it comes to obesity. And um, you got people that are just assholes to people that are overweight. And um, you're starting to see that now with people going at Lizzo. You're starting to see the fear mongerers. You're starting to see the weight shamers. So basically, Lizzo is is basically exposing a lot of um, a lot of people's true feelings about people who are overweight. And like I said last week, or no, I believe two weeks ago, where I covered the story, I used to be overweight myself, and I dropped tons of pounds. But I I don't have a superiority complex to where I'm like, well, huh, get like me. I was able to do it, so you better do it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, 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 I didn't like these attacks on Lizzo. I didn't like these attacks on, um, on her career. That's how I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this as attacks on her career. Because even Jillian Michael, like, why aren't we celebrating her for her music? How do you know people aren't celebrating her for her music? Because you don't listen to it? You know what I mean? All you're seeing is people saying, oh, she's... She's she's preaching body positivity and then you automatically assume that she's telling people to be fat or stay fat. She's not saying that. She's saying accept yourself for who you are because you have a lot of people that don't like the fact that they're obese, but they don't know what steps to take. They don't know where to start. You know what I mean? For me, speaking for myself, it was a trial and error process for me when it came to um, living living a healthier lifestyle. It was a lot of trial and error because I didn't know I didn't one I didn't want a trainer, um, I because I'm very self motivated and I'm self taught. So what I had to do was do research on working out, um, how many reps and sets I should be doing, when I should be working out how many days off in a week I should have. You know what I'm saying? I did that. I did my homework. I did what I had to do to figure this out. You know what I mean? Because I, I at first, had to love myself to the point where I was like, all right, man, I can't live like this anymore because both my parents can have diabetes. My brother is fighting diabetes right now, and I can't stand seeing my parents and brother take pills and... My brother takes pills for his diabetes. Big shout out to my brother Bravo. And he's doing an amazing job um, fighting it as well. Um, he's dropping pounds. And, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for him, for him ta for taking that very serious. Because we both witnessed what, what it was like for my dad. And to see my dad um, fighting diabetes. We didn't, I, me personally, I couldn't deal with it. So I started, started exercising and... Like I said, it was basically me loving myself and, and figuring out, look, hey, I don't want to deal with this type of shit when I get older. I don't want to deal with pills. I don't want to deal with syringes because my sugar levels is either too high or too low. You know, so I just wanted to say, hey, you know, leave Lizzo alone, man. Like, let that, let that woman do her thing. She won Entertainer of the Year last year. Like, let her do her thing. People love her music. People love her message. Y'all need to stop attacking her and looking like, you know, assholes. You know what I mean? Looking like bullies. Anyway, um, let's get into Aaron Hernandez. Um, he has a, uh, a documentary coming out on Netflix called Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Um... Netflix documentary titled Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez will cover and try to make sense of the rise and fall of Hernandez, a three-part documentary that will be released on January 15th, which is, I believe, Wednesday from when you're actually listening. If you're listening to this on Sunday, on um, Wednesday, that's when the documentary debuts. I'm definitely going to check that out um, because I'm interested in his story because I believe something happened to him in his past. Um, I believed he, he had some, some sort of trauma in his childhood that caused him to be the way he was, you know what I mean? For him to embrace violence the way he did. And um, a, a sport like football helps you, um, helps you, it's like an avenue to release tension. So 
to hear that he was as violent as he was wasn't too shocking because he plays football. But to kill, to actually have two bodies and still be playing during the season, like, it's nothing. That's crazy. So I really want to figure out his mind. I want to know what type of trauma he went through. I know his relationship with his mom was extremely strained. Um, I don't. I want to know more about his relationship between him and his father. Um, so it's it's a lot that's going to be covered on that documentary. Speaking of documentary on Netflix, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the documentary called the um, the Confessed Killer. I was just watching that um, the other day, and boy, I was I was glued glued to my TV, yo, just to see this documentary of this guy basically. Um, taking charges of kills that he didn't commit, of crimes that he didn't commit. It it was nuts. So if you if anything if you're into documentaries and you got Netflix, check out The Confessed Killer and check this one out um Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez that's um dropping on January 15th, which is Wednesday. Um another thing I wanted to touch on is um the XFL, man. Uh it actually debuted. If you remember on the episode called Brothers uh, my brother had asked me, are you going to watch? Because I know, because he knew my, my stance against the NFL and why I don't watch the NFL. But he knows I love the sport of football. So he asked me, so if the XFL, um, if the XFL comes out, will you watch? And I was like, yeah, I'll watch. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I miss, I miss watching football. It's just I can't support the NFL for the reason that I gave every time I discussed it. I didn't like their reaction their knee-jerk reaction to Kaepernick's message. I didn't like that. You know what I mean? The man was just protesting um, police brutality. He was trying to break, make it a national conversation. And the way you guys reacted and tried to make it uh, something else, it, it, it was nasty, and I wasn't a fan of that. So um, the XFL debuts on February 8th, 2020. Um, just recently, last week, uh, they released... Uh, some of the rules to the game. And um, it looks like they're trying to make the game faster, um, make it exciting. Um, it's basically, they tr they're definitely trying to make it much more different than the NFL. Um, I forgot the name of the commissioner. I believe his last name is Luck. I believe it's like Oliver Luck or something like that. Basically, he said he were trying to speed up the game and... Um, we listen to the fans. We we want we want to appease the fans, and we're definitely going to stay away from certain gimmicks um, that isn't football. Because if you remember um, the first XFL run, there was a lot of intermingling between the wrestling world and the football world, and a lot of people didn't like that, and it kind of hurt the brand. So I believe this time around, they're not going to incorporate the wrestling at all. Maybe you might see some wrestlers there who are fan of fans of football. But I don't think um, they're going to be like incorporated into the broadcast or anything like that. Like the last time they did uh, did try to put out the XFL brand. And um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, football uh, in the uh, springtime. So that's going to be cool to actually have an alternative uh, football, an alternative football league. So that's that's going to be awesome. Um, the other league that was out, the AAFA, uh, the league that Johnny Manziel was a part of, um, I believe we reported it. Yeah, I think we reported on the platform that it basically, it, it, it fell apart. Uh, uh, it was money issues from what I understand. And I don't think that's going to be an issue with the XFL because Vince stated um, I, I remember reporting it. Vince stated that they had a three-year plan, and he he basically uh, sold stocks just sold stocks of WWE just to get the money for the XFL for the next three years. So he he had a plan, and he's he's implementing the plan to make sure that the XFL takes off because he's been wanting his own league for a very long time. This is probably Vince McMahon. That is. This is probably one of his uh, dreams that is about to come true once again, once he has the XFL. And of course, I'm sure he has a TV deal. He's got all that. Vince, Vince got resources out the wazoo. So it's, it's, it's crazy to see him actually go forth and um, 
go forth and put a whole league out there. And I wish them nothing but success. I wanted the XFL to be successful the first time. Um, but like I said, there was a lot of gimmicks and I don't think they executed the plan correctly. So I wanted to be successful this time around. Cause like I said, man, I miss watching football. I would love to go to an XFL game. I believe they do have a New York team. So I would love to go there and, you know, support, um, Vinnie Mac, you know what I mean? Do rag Vinnie Mac, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully that's a, a great success. Um, I don't have much more. It wasn't a crazy, crazy news week. Pardon me, I just took a sip of water. Um, I just had some things to cover here. Um, you know, continue to uh, give you the content that I promised on this platform. Um, it's nothing. It's nothing to me. I gotta. I gotta solidify my spot as your friendly neighborhood media personality. So. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. We're about to get into our sponsor, Last Life Gaming Network. Big shout out to my brother, uh, Bravo, uh, Last underscore Life Gaming on Instagram and Twitter. And please, please, please subscribe to their YouTube channel, Last Life Gaming Network. Um, awesome, awesome episode that he just put out called Jump Scares, playing Resident Evil 7. Great episode, very engaging. I watched it, loved it. I just love that platform, period, because I'm a video game head. And, you know, I'm featured on there, as, uh, of course. Called, it's on a show called um, Gaming Under the Influence. Awesome. Me and my brother were playing 2K19, making predictions. This is an old. We recorded it a while ago, so we made some predictions that didn't come true. And my brother had some fun with that when he was editing the video. I'm definitely trying to get back on there again. Um, sometime, sometimes me and my brother live stream together. So like, get familiar with Last Life Gaming Network. Follow them on Instagram, last underscore life gaming. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Turn on the post notifications. That's Last Life Gaming Network. We're about to go into their ad right now. And we'll be right back, family. The Last Life Gaming Network is an over-the-top platform catering to the gamer. With numerous options upon launch, the LLGN will provide you with countless choices to start your experience. Shows such as collections, IRL, party games, playthroughs, and GUI, gaming under the influence, as well as highlights of Twitch and Mixer live streams, the network will have you itching for more. LLGN Sports will provide sports coverage as well as sports-related topics. With an interactive live stream schedule, the network will provide you with many reasons to be a part of our Last Life community. Make sure to subscribe to the Last Life Gaming Network on YouTube when it drops in the fall of 2019. Are you ready to be a Last Lifer? I truly hope you guys enjoyed that episode, man. It was it was pretty fun putting this one together. And it was pretty fun recording it, man. I had so much fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the treat at the beginning of the episode with uh, from Marcus Charles. It was an amazing uh, song, uh, Public Enemy Number 1. Make sure to check that out on January 17th. Make sure to follow Marcus Charles on Instagram. It's straightforward. Marcus Charles, M-A-R-C-U-S-C-H-A-R-L-E-S. Check him out. Make sure you check us out. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Shout out to all our sponsors. Shout out to uh, Last Life Gaming Network. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Last underscore Life Gaming. Um, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and turn on the post notifications. It's called Last Life Gaming Network. Um, and shout out to Culture Wings, man. Uh, make sure to, um, if you're listening to this episode when it drops, They'll be, they'll be um, taking orders at around 12 o'clock uh, today, 12 p.m. Um, make sure uh, you place your orders because they sell out pretty quickly. So, And the wings are popping, man. I'm ho I can't wait to find out when they add additional days because I believe that's when things will start taking off for them, for sure. Um, 
because I believe Sunday is probably a difficult day for some people to get to them. But if they are open like on a Friday or a Saturday, they can make a killing, you know, um, especially for, with people that are trying to pregame or trying to eat before their pregame. They can make a killing with that. So big shout out to Culture Wings. Big shout out to Robert and Alicia. Um, that's at that's at FTC underscore wings. That's FTC underscore W-I-N-G-Z. Make sure you put the Z and not an S. Um, so you make sure you get Culture Wings. And check out their profile, man. You can see how great the wings look. And um, how 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 much effort and 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 love they put into the um, not just the making of the food, but also the brand itself. So big shout out to our sponsors. And big shout out to you guys, man, for coming through every week and listening, sticking around, um, remaining faithful. And if you're a new listener, hopefully I was able to um, fulfill your uh, entertainment palette. And also, I, hopefully I did enough to get you to come back. So um, thank you for listening as always, man. And make sure to come back next week because... We're going to have another amazing episode for you. So once again, thank you for listening to episode 28. I'm Brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality. And uh, please be sure to uh, come back next week. And also, don't forget to follow us on IG again. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Thanks again. Peace.